And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing on this wonderful evening slash day? We're in different time zones. How you doing? Uh, not that bad. You know, I, I went into this, we connected to Zoom. We're doing Zoom. And I immediately said, Paul, I'm not very talkative today, but you know, you loosen things up. You told me a couple of good stories about shitty haircuts and uh, what, what's going to happen you yeah. know, post COVID. And now I'm feeling in the groove. I'm feeling better. And I'm going to start swearing because it's, it's a new me. No, I'm joking. That's the only time I'm going to swear. I mean, your only option right now for a haircut is a shitty haircut. Unless you have a significant other who is a stylist or you know, you're one yourself and you can somehow cut your own hair. I don't know how you do in the back. I guess a mirror or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to have to go real rugged and I'm going to do this most amazing before and after. And hopefully everyone still recognizes me. On a side note, uh, I bought a bunch of stock and like, you know, those companies that, that have like the super cuts, you know, cause you know that uh, shit's going to go through the roof. Oh, that's, that's kind of funny. That's clever. But you know, are you speculating two weeks, two months? Or maybe like some scientists. I don't know. It was two years. Trading at like $4 and then the average before this about like 25. So I think, uh, I think it'll be okay. I think that uh, maybe there's going to be some commercial real estate that's available. You could do a bunch of uh, pop-up hair salons that are open for about a month Ooh. or two and then that's it. Pop it up. Um, pop up. Enough about investing because this is not an investing podcast unless we're not, not yet. investing in not SEO. Mm-hmm. We have a really interesting topic today, actually one that I've done before. Ryan's much more of an expert at it than I am, but it's very useful in a lot of ways, and that is Mechanical Turk. Uh, yeah. So it's not just like in getting data for how users experience your website, how they you know click through things, like that kind of information, but you can actually use it uh, to help your rankings. You're not really supposed to use it that way, but we're going to talk a little about, about that as well. I do want to keep that to the end because I don't know how heavy yeah. we can go we'll into keep that. Keep it to the end. So you have to listen to this whole podcast. I guess you could fast forward it, but you don't know where it's going to be added in there. It was, I don't know yet. No, I haven't started editing. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, you're going to have to listen to the whole thing, but we're going to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I edit this. I'm going to put the first third of that conversation in this part and put some over there. And, yeah. and actually, I put some of it on podcast number 14. We're going to have to go That's back. That's right. You got to come back. This is how... So, you know what? Just subscribe and we'll email it to you. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're talking about a lot about uh, surveys and feedbacks and quick opinions and maybe even quick tasks. And, uh, yeah, Paul, you mentioned Mechanical Turk. That is my go-to. Other people, um, people on my team like using microworkers. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. And then, Paul, you definitely mentioned before this, not by name quite yet, but that there are plenty of other websites that probably do this. And there's different ways you can get quick surveys uh, and opinions. Well, there, there are companies and businesses that provide surveys, that you mm-hmm. can use. I'm not going to name any of them in particular because this episode is specifically about Mechanical Turk, right? Which is probably it the is. most cost-efficient way to do this. I think that's why I want to focus on this because it's cost-efficient. I, w- I was actually talking to Corey and he said microworkers, the minimum per task is like 20 cents. And mm-hmm. I think technically Mechanical Turk, I, got, I was doing tasks for 10 or 8 cents and I saw that uh, arrow, that down arrow, and I could have kept on clicking. I think I could have clicked down to 1 cent. I don't know yeah, who's going to do it, maybe. but like technically, I'm going to do it. Um, name, name your so price. Why don't we? Why don't we talk uh, a little bit about what Mechanical Turk is for for those out there that have no idea? Yeah, sure. So according to their website, Amazon Mechanical Turk, or short M Turk, is a crowdsourcing marketplace that makes it easier for individuals and businesses to outsource their processes and jobs to a distributed workforce who can perform these tasks virtually. 
And that pretty much does sum it up. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a platform where you go in and you uh, follow some of the steps and then you can kind of get some of the things you need done, done right there. And then, uh, I know it sounds simple. You're probably going to get a little bit more technical with, you know, templates and uses and best practices, but that is certainly the starting point. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what you can get done, done on the Kennical Turk. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of the projects that you've used in the past to get done? Looking at this article, I've done at least, I don't know, maybe in the low hundreds, maybe like a couple hundred different surveys in the past. But I was reading this article and you can find it. Not, not a plug. This is a reference, marketmymarket.com. Do you have an article there, Mechanical Turk for marketing website improvement? Yeah, I'm sure you're going to make us link to this, aren't blah, you? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and all that. so I, I was starting to like go through and, and kind of come up with ideas. Like, like I know what I've used it for in the past, but as I was going through, I was also thinking, well, I could do it for this and this and this. And before I knew it, it's a, 3,000 plus word article with different ways you can use Mechanical Turk to make marketing decisions. So I started off with for your website because there's a lot of times where people want to make up uh, updates to their website. They think that, you know, oh, you know, my bounce rate's too high or this page isn't converting. And I feel like people make decisions without data. You know, marketers are pretty infamous for making decisions with their gut instead of like hard data. Um, sometimes they use analytics, but sometimes they don't know how to interpret analytics. So the whole point of this is like, okay, I showed this to like my boss and I showed this to my marketing assistant. And I think the sample size of three people might not be enough to make an educated decision about updating stuff. That's really like the whole, the whole point of this. Moving into that, you know, you can definitely use it for your website. So Paul, what are some examples here that you can do surveys on? Oh, I mean, there. think about just anything uh, that you find important. When we talk about, you know, conversion rate optimization, right? So what's the, what's the path that users take to get to like the end goal of your website? Like what, you know, what is your website there for? Right. So it's, it's obviously get some sort of conversion, whether it's like an email sign up, uh, whether it's someone to purchase something, maybe it's multiple different types of conversions, right? Maybe you're trying to build like an email list. Uh, but what you can use this for is you can have people, you know, either search a term, go to a website, go to a link, interact with your website and then give you that information back, right? So then you can make actual informed decisions and not just sort of gut decisions on how people are actually using your website. Yeah, exactly, Paul. So, so that being said, you know, people that might be listening now and, and, and are kind of into like uh, conversion optimization might be thinking, well, I know everything about like analytics. I do A-B testing. I've used heat maps. I've used like I don't know, click funnels and what was, what's another one? Oh, like unbounce and just random tools, right. To, to kind of move people along and analyze the data. So like, why would I need this? The, the thing is, is like you, sometimes you want the actual concrete written reasoning behind these things. So for example, you're using a heat map and you see that people are clicking a button all the time. Right. And you're like, why the hell is that button so popular? You might like start making decisions about switching out, it's positioning or it's coloring or it's text, but not really based off anything in a survey. You can survey 150 people and be like, Hey, check out this button. Why would you click on this compared to other things on the page? And that's when you start getting the actual feedback that you're looking for. And then all of a sudden you get 150 responses and you go, Oh, that may be the reason I finally can kind of see based off this data, what the reasoning would be. So that it kind of like elaborates or illuminates some of the things you might be wondering if you already have that data. And if you don't have the data, there it is to begin with. So. 
Do you have some specific like experiments that you've run with it where you've gotten information information afterwards and it's been like really useful? Oh yeah, yeah. So over time, I've definitely done a bunch that were like weighing in the, uh, the importance of certain things like behavioral and then some things that were like prioritizing. It's like, what's most important on a homepage? A good image, a clear call to action, you know, something like that. And as far as web design, I had one definitely for web design. Uh, I asked back in 2019, I was asking what aspects of web design matter in 2019? <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> And um, basically I was comparing, and this is a really great thing for Mechanical Turk too, in my opinion, is when you don't necessarily think that anything is wrong with your website, but you don't think it's as good as other websites <laughs> is a situation you might find yourself in. I like actually comparing my website or a website of a client to two of their competitors that I think have good mm-hmm. websites. That's what I like doing. And then I say like compare one to two and, and then one to three. What do you like about two compared to one? What do you like about three compared to one? And you'll actually get some really interesting feedback when you start doing comparisons as as that's, instead that's of the, a really good takeaway from this actually is is to use it that way. I know one of the ways that I've used it is just to sort of like figure out you never think that like people are gonna do what they do when they have like a website or a forum and you think things are really straightforward, but they never really are. Um, and you'll be amazed at like how people actually interact with with your site. And so like, that's how I've, I've always used it in the past. That's just like not really given them a lot of direction, been like complete this form and like, you know, figure like how to get there. Like not really even telling them how to do that. Um, and then just kind of gotten like the feedback organically from it. And I think it's important, especially if your website's kind of been stagnant over time, if you don't really consider how people are interacting with mobile, you know, people expect over time when people browse thousands of websites and they start seeing, you know, people's website game starts to step up and they're starting to see more videos or different functionality over time. You kind of like lose focus on what maybe functionality and features you should have on your own website every, every year. You know, you think your website's like, good, sure. It probably was, but then expectations from uh, users and visitors might change over time. So you might be like, oh, there's no intro video <laughs> for all we know, or yeah. there's no sticky phone number. And I'm used to seeing that. So it's just a good way to kind of put things into perspective if you're not you know, really aware of what people are looking for nowadays. All right. So why don't we talk a little bit on how you can use it for some SEO purposes? So you want to go straight to the SEO? Well, unless you have, <laughs> unless you have some other well we, can, well, we can go straight to the SEO and then we'll probably oh. go to some other factors. That's just fine with me. No. So let me preface the SEO. Also, do you want to talk about how you've been banned? Yeah, it's banned because of the SEO part. part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to preface uh, this yeah. podcast that uh, you can get banned from Mechanical Turk. Well, Ryan, why don't you just go and into how you got banned. I'm sure this is everyone's favorite part. If this isn't the title of the podcast, I don't know what would be a better title no, or, or in the description. <laughs> but anyway, um, the whole concept is you're, you're basically paying people on a per task basis to do something, right? So I'm paying them to do a survey, to give me feedback. You can also have them perform tasks. So um, as you know, from our previous podcast, there's some things that you can do or you would like people to do to benefit you SEO wise. Um, it can have to do with um, suggestive search. It could do with positive SEO via click through. It could be negative SEO via click through and bounce rate. So once you start thinking about like, what can I get people to do to technically manipulate my SEO? You start coming up with a, a lot of ideas. Okay. So I started doing some research and I saw tons of people saying in, in uh, MTurk's 
terms and conditions. You cannot do anything that would manipulate search or do anything that, you know, constitutes SEO for, you know, for the most part. And I looked it up and I didn't really see anything. So I was like, "Eh, I'm going to go for it anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) what I did was I had two things running. I, I had a suggestive search one where I was basically saying, hey guys, what I need you to do is type in this city plus this area of law plus this branded law firm, do the searching and then click on their website. And the goal of that was to associate a consistent uh, suggestive search or or like coupling a, a good keyword with a brand in hopes of eventually creating a suggestive search. I didn't have enough time to do that because I got banned. But in the five days that I did it and the 700 uh, tasks or people that I paid for it, nothing happened yet. <laughs> so that's, that was a fail. And then the second one was um, I had people um, basically doing a search for something and then clicking on a client that happened to be like the eighth or 10th search result in an effort to use like click through to boost their positioning. And that one had slight fluctuations actually. So if you don't know why you would do this, click through rates and actual like user statistics on a page has been shown to increase rankings, right? So particularly on the, like, the local side for sure. Uh, so this is a way to do it uh, at scale or just pay for it to, for it to happen um, pretty quickly. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that the idea is, is still out there. I, don't, I didn't execute it correctly because my account got banned. Obviously, um, it took about a week consistently doing it. I don't think the people that I was paying to do the surveys cared. I just, MTurk just t- somehow like caught on to it. So I wouldn't recommend using this for that. Uh, but as for a suggestive search, I want to, the reason I wanted to do that and kind of got onto the whole unsavory SEO tactics via MTurk is because one of my clients got an email saying, hey, we're coming out to, to Houston, <laughs> like, like they're physically going, of course they're not, but we're going to Houston and we're going to pick like one lawyer to do like Houston family lawyer. And we want to have your law firm appear suggestive as you're typing that. And they actually showed two other firms around the country and sure enough, it was happening. So I was like, uh, they like technically did it in two places. So if they did it, I wonder how they were doing it without like any sort of platform like this. I mean, it requires, it's my understanding it requires a lot of searches from a lot of IPs over a period of time. I don't know if there's really a different, well, there isn't a different platform that's like this. I mean, there's a platform you can use where it's like fake IPs that I've used before. I'm not going to say it because it didn't work very well. <laughs> We're not trying to condone anything we don't. Yeah, we don't I wouldn't recommend it because they sucked. Um, you know, it was too expensive, and then it always broke all the time. But uh, yeah, I can't think of anything that's quite like this. I, you know, what I talked to a guy the other day uh, that uh, and this is kind of getting off topic from mechanical sure. Turk, but mm-hmm. he like bought a bunch of phones and like put an ad on Craigslist and like had people come log into the phone and drive into the store from like different parts in the city. <laughs> oh, I love like, it. He did like a hundred of them and he was like, just give me like a $5,000 budget. And like it worked, it worked, it worked really well. So, so is it kind of doing it over time? Yeah. Yeah. He did it over like a week and like he just had random people come in, log in on this like phone. Cause a lot of them didn't have phones and then just go to the store. I love that. It's kind of what I was trying to do on a much cheaper scale. Um, but I think that I, uh, I think I did it too quickly. But he, but he had him search like keywords first and then hit directions and then go to the store. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that stuff works. And, and, and that's like the whole point of kind of where my head is at with SEO, even though I read an article and, and I want to also say this is by no means a, a new idea. Uh, when I was doing the search about like, oh, MTurks SEO terms and conditions and like, can you get banned and blah, blah, blah. All the, these were like Quora's and forums posts from 2012. <laughs> so people like, had the, this idea. Um, but at the same time, a Mechanical Turk's interface and process pretty much hasn't changed since 2012 either. So <laughs> it's totally primed for uh, outdated. You know what? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what you're getting. You, you appreciate it. You, you know your way around. It's like every time they changed, you know, search console or just anything. I hate it. I hate change. I hate change in the digital world. You know, oh, Amazon hates updating anything. Like they're like, oh, we're going to do uh, Whole Foods delivery. Let's use the same interface as everything. Yeah. <laughs> let's like let's do Amazon oh. Prime Video. <laughs> let's Reddit, see what's exactly the same. Reddit like refused to make an app for like the longest period of time, which is funny. But now they have. Oh, that was probably a great idea for them. But. I, I would say that, uh, and I don't want to like condone anyone like breaking terms and conditions and, and any of this. I would, frankly, I would just stay away from doing any SEO on here, but there are people out there definitely manipulating suggestive search. So my idea would probably be, it's not your, you're not going to be able to do it here or platforms like this. Friends account. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're going to need like a lot of searches. So you might have to get like a foreign team that might have like pretty legit VPNs to do this. I don't really know. I don't, can't really quantify, like, you have to do 30 searches a day, eight minutes apart. Unfortunately, it didn't get to that point. I think that the um, click-through for positive SEO and then for negative SEO happens much sooner than later. And now, we actually did that, what, like four or five years ago <laughs> as an experiment that, and actually didn't get banned back then, and it actually worked back then. So, yeah, it'll probably work now to you, honestly. But I mean, it's just, it's, really, it's just really part of it. And then when I mentioned the negative part, it was my reasoning that you would do if you wanted to push anything down what you do is you do online reputation management if there was a term that was ranked three that was uh, ruining your reputation basically you would do the search click on that that link immediately leave so that you were on it for like one or two seconds do the search again and then click on another link that was the reasoning for that one being pushed down yeah that'll work yeah, but that didn't really work out so so we, we've covered yeah. the seo way to do it let's talk about a couple of the other things you can do. Sure. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really what you put your mind to Paul. You know, <laughs> I was thinking is just, there's just a, a lot of times where it's relatively inexpensive and it's probably worth your time to just r- run a quick survey to get a little bit of feedback. If you're doing ad copy and you don't really know which one would work better, like, of course you're going to know after like a week or two, which one has, has a higher click through and what has a higher cl- uh, conversion rate. But like, what's the harm in just getting feedback before you even launch it? That That's like, Pretty much yeah. what I would say as far as that goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you should always be testing that stuff. And I know that you're going to know which ad is performing better. But before that, if you're using ad copy and you're like, what do you think about these two ads? And then 90% of people say this one's better than this one because of X, Y, and Z. That's going to save you some money before you have to like drop money to actually test it. And Mechanical Turk's pretty cheap. It's very cheap. Like insanely cheap. Like I was getting people to do stuff for 10 cents. Um, and typically you can make a pretty good decision I'm, on some of my bigger articles. Sometimes I'll get like as many as 500 people. That's not very often. Most of the time I go to around 250. And then if you just want to do a quick thing with the, like a little bit of feedback, I mean, you can, you can do like a hundred, 
150 people. You can do it by age group. You can do it by gender. You can do it by um, household income. You can do it by industry. You can do it by if they're uh, a smoker, if they're left-handed or right-handed, <laughs> who they voted for in 2016, who they plan to vote for in 2020, and uh, plenty of other criterion. That's a lot. It is. There are a lot of options. It's pretty cool. I'm still... I'm still a little bummed out. I had this account for like seven years and it got banned, but it's not like I can't start a new one. So, I haven't created a new one yet. All right. So I think we've covered a lot of the basics of this, how to get started. So what's the, um, the website you got to go to? It's not Amazon. It's like a subdomain of it though. I think it's m- mturk.com. mturk.com. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, you want to check it out, go to mturk.com, sign up for an account, maybe play around with a little budget, get some skin in the game figure out how the experiments are done and everything um, and start testing stuff with it. And then, you know, if you get a little more bold and uh, you want to try some uh, click through rate hacking there, go ahead and do that as well. That's like totally going to come back and bite us in the ass. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've, we've run out all sorts. Of, like I said, it's, it's really, once you get in there and you start coming up with surveys, you're like, I can ask these people anything. Like that's the whole point is anything that you've ever wanted feedback for that you know, some people might have access to some people doing like a what um, survey monkey, but you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's a situation where you don't, ex- you know, you might send that to some people. Maybe if you work at a, a larger company or have like a, a big network, like survey monkey, like honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your beef, man? I just, I don't know. I've never really liked the interface and everything with it. Yeah, there's a lot of um, options that aren't available unless you pay for them, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. The paid ones are actually, I mean, when you have like a, I sat in on one the other day where the person actually, there was like an interviewer that, that did all this. They found like the person to do it. They asked them all these questions, took all these notes, all this stuff. And then they provide you that afterwards. And that was pretty cool, actually. Um, oh, which which one is that? Um, are you talking about like a, like a real, real sit down? Yeah, it was like a real person did it. Like a, yeah, like an actual. Yeah, th- this is, this is definitely no not a substitute for, for that. No, no. <laughs> like, and the price reflected yeah. that for sure. I don't know what it cost, but it couldn't have been cheap. It was almost like, did you ever watch the Silicon Valley episode where like, I think they made failed really bad and everyone hated it. And they were like asking the focus group. It was like that. Was like, oh, I, I don't remember the one where the, the main character is trying to explain how Pied Piper works for like hours and literally no one understands it. I don't know, but they were talking to the owner and it was like, how bad is it? And he was like, is it Apple, is it Apple Maps bad? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no! <laughs> I love Mike yeah. Judge so much. Is Apple that. Maps bad? Shit. Um, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as surveys, I mean, we're, we're talking just like, you know, very quick, quick, dirty, cheap is definitely kind of where we're going. You're not relying on these people to make overhaul marketing decisions. It's pretty much for people to give confirm things what, that you were thinking. numbers here. Like, a lot, it's a lot of numbers. I do a lot of one through 10 stuff. But, uh, not just like that, but like you want numbers uh, as in the amount of information that you get. So it's like statistically relevant. Don't do one or two or three. It's like really cheap, right? So like, oh, can, sure. You, you want to go, that's like the one benefit of it is it's really cheap. It's not going to be super thorough. So like use that to your advantage and just try and push a lot of like people through it to, to get that information. Well, well, exactly. I mean, some people I, I've noticed actually nowadays, probably as an, another revenue stream for a lot of people, I, I've noticed that people were doing surveys for as low as 10 cents. And typically I felt like I had to do a quarter. And I know that these seem like inconsequential numbers, but when you do 25 cents and then you do, you know, 500 and then plus there's yeah. some fees associated, you know, you are dropping like a hundred bucks, but you're still getting good information. 
Well, you know, I think we, we've covered a lot of uh, how to use this and what you can do with it and how to get signed up. Oh, can, uh, I, can I mention some of the, big, the most important ones for me? Oh, please. I can give a couple more examples of the ones that I was really glad that I did this. Yeah. And it, it was very useful for me. So um, one example was I saw a ton of marketers pushing that, oh, social media is like the way to go. It's cheaper. It's 30% cheaper with all these people pulling back on their ad spend and consumption's up 80% and you have to invest in social media, especially in legal. So I, I went on and I was asking people uh, a lot of questions to know if like they were interacting with ads more, uh, just like normal people, you know, hundreds of them. So I'm like, oh, have you been on social media more often? And it was, they're like, yeah, a lot more. Okay, cool. That's confirmed. That's true. Are you getting different kinds of ads? I was asking like what kinds of ads? And then I was asking, so if you're receiving more social media ads right now, are you making more purchasing decisions? Are you clicking on the ads more? And people across the board said they were clicking on way, way less ads and making way, way less purchases. So I'm like, okay, so it's important to know that before all these people go off of that first part of the data, that social media ads are cheaper, they should know that user intent is way, way down right now. And maybe that's not such a good idea. It was, it was important to kind of like confirm those things. And I found that the survey was really helpful in uh, confirming that. That was important to me. Um, how many reviews people should have, um, what the average review rating should be. That was really, really useful. That's a good and one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I knew that the average person wanted to see uh, a professional business ha that they should have like 20 or 25 reviews with an average rating of, I think a 4.2. Mm -hmm. That was important. So I was able to help clients get a little less worked up if they didn't have like a 4.8. I was like, don't worry. Like the average person doesn't care, don't care. below. Yeah. yeah. So, so really it's a lot of stuff like that. Behavioral, um, psychological marketing decisions. I mean, I love it. I can talk about a lot, but I wanted to make it at least a case for some of its usefulness here. Yeah, it's definitely can be very useful if used correctly and your account doesn't get banned. Just want to point that out. Or, yeah, or you can just have like fun surveys. Who's better? Hot or not? Like just a picture of you and your friends? <laughs> you can have a lot of pictures of your, your family. Who's the hottest in my family? Who's the ugliest in my family? Like just do it. It sounds, it sounds cool. <laughs> You can you can go back to the smokers one and be like, how cool is smoking? One through ten. <laughs> yeah, you cool. can do all those things. Why not? Yeah. Just do it. Anyways, okay. Any other advice on this before uh, we leave our audiences with the tools necessary to use it? No. Um, you know, I I sacrificed my my beautiful account for for SEO science, and it was worth it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm still doing this stuff. I guess uh, what we're trying to say is, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's fun to run surveys. It's great for supporting any content you're writing to and, and probably makes it more shareable. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I love it. Hopefully you do too. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe anywhere that you see our podcasts. Um, you know, we really appreciate that. Uh, if you're interested in being on the podcast or you have some questions that you'd like Ryan or I to answer, uh, feel free to hit us up at uh, seosidandotherlies at gmail.com. That's still our our email for our podcast. Would it have changed? <laughs> yeah, I'm not changing it. I don't care. It's free. You know, you can go on to YouTube and leave us a comment. We'll respond to you there. Don't do anything on Twitter because I don't care about Twitter and I don't respond to any of that crap. Um, I'm trying to think of anywhere else. Oh yeah, if you just leave a comment on any of the podcasts, uh, really just Podbean, that's the one that I, that I log into to see if there's comments. But yeah, we appreciate all that. And, um, you know, we're happy to answer your questions and hey, maybe we'll even have you on as a guest. 
you never know. Just uh, <laughs> reach out and, and ask us. You might have something cool to talk about and we'd love to have you on then. You'll probably find out when you email and we, we respond with, sure, come on as a guest. Yeah. Uh, we always get emails that I think the expectation is that we're a lot more together. <laughs> like we have our stuff together. <laughs> like there's a an intern or something that can read it or as you know it's just it's just it's just me and ryan that's it for the ones we're responding to it you're, you're oh, gonna hear I, exactly from us so. did you oh well you, you got them you gave people the impression that we we're even able to manage an intern that's cool yeah i don't know why they would think that <laughs> man that would be cool that's life goals right there if we get an intern for this, this yeah my podcast has got a got an intern what's your you know podcast what? got you're listening and you want to be an intern for our podcast you can hit us up oh we'll, we'll put you to work real quick believe me the, the list of things we can do is freaking out the door amazing but thank you so much for listening and i'm paul warren and i'm ryan klein and this has been another episode of seos dead and other lies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.